my coworkers actually messaged me um, about us asking for higher wages the day after I graduated, which Rough. I think is quite symbolic. Yeah. Welcome to the very first episode of Artist Crush with Lee Harrison Daniel. That's me. And uh, I am joined today by writer, former stage manager, occasional actor, my roommate, and your new artist crush, Cyrus Adams. Cy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? What's going on? I'm doing well. It's a chill Monday today. My cat is very hyper right now. Yeah. She'll get playtime in an hour. As she often is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so glad to have you here today to be my kind of test subject yeah. for this pod. Uh, we'll all see how it goes. Um, so, say I met you in college. Yeah. And I met you as, like, a playwriting and stage management major. I knew you primarily as a playwright. Mm-hmm. Um... But what are you up to now? Now, I um, I write video games primarily, um, romance games, like the ones you see ads for that are like, should you kiss him or slap him? That's the kind of stuff I do. Yeah. Um, it's really rad. Uh, I really enjoy doing it. Um, that's my day job, and I'm also like, starting to get into writing uh romance novellas and hopefully like a novel at some time yeah um was transitioning into writing for uh for games and for the digital sphere uh like a pandemic thing for you once live theater kind of shut down or it's a half and half answer so i started writing video games actually in 2017 when I was a sophomore in college, um, there was this game that I really liked uh, called Love Struck, um, and I-, I just really liked their stories. And one of the producers at the time had posted that they were looking for more writers, and I was like, "Why not? I'm gonna apply. They're not gonna hire me, but I'll do it." And then they hired me um, as a freelance writer, and I did. I ended up doing five games for them total, um, and it was it was a really cool first experience. Um, but yeah, for uh, the rest of my college years, uh, that was my part time job was uh, writing game scripts. But then when the pandemic hit, it was just a couple months before I was supposed to graduate. And I already like was thinking, sure, as a playwright, I'll, you know, apply to fellowships, uh, see what I can do, see where I'm going and, um, you know, get another job in the meantime. And then, and then the pandemic happened and we, me and my coworkers ended up going on strike from Voltage, which I think is another thing we'll touch on. I would love <laughs> to talk about that. Yeah. That, that led into, um, it was more starting to really talk with the other writers around me because, because we were all working on independent projects, um, at Lovestruck, we didn't, 
Well, well, we did talk a lot um, to match up our characters' roots and stories and things like that, but um, but I think I was I was just very shy being around the being around these writers who I really admired um, and um, thought were so much cooler than me. I still think they're cooler than me, um, but yeah, we didn't talk that much until we started organizing, and then. Um, they kind of opened me up to the world of really like getting into game writing, not just part-time. And I realized how much I really dug it and would love to do it full-time. Yeah, I can't imagine. So you're graduating, going on strike. Yeah. (laughs) At the beginning of what turned out to be a, you know two years and counting, global pandemic that, like, upended all of our lives, and thinking about this, like, major career shift. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, my coworkers actually messaged me um, about us asking for higher wages the day after I graduated, which Woof. I think is quite symbolic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you find that having a background, what am I trying to say? How how has your theater background kind of, do you find that that influences the work that you're doing now? Or like your writing style? I mean, you are still writing scripts. Yeah. Um, Definitely the biggest thing that playwriting did for me with where I'm, am now in game writing is strengthening dialogue because dialogue Mm -hmm. is you know the biggest thing in player writing and it's the biggest thing in games um so very helpful in that um the difficulty was especially writing for visual novels which is what i've been doing primarily um playwriting did not prepare me for prose (laughs) so i was um I was at first doing mostly, if not all, tell not show instead of like, you know, they mm. they say like, show don't tell, but I was doing a lot of like, I don't know, he picks up the sword and not like... Oh yeah, very stage direction yeah, Exactly, there were stage directions because I didn't yeah. really know how to do anything else. Um, so that was a transition, but dialogue and... Character building, character work is such a huge thing because it's not just that playwriting prepared me for, like, uh, writing games. It prepared me for romance because the romance genre is mainly character and character work, um, which I think playwriting playwriting is primarily. Yeah. 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 I'd say. I mean, it depends who you are. Depends who you ask. (laughs) Depends who you ask. Um, You know. Yeah. I think especially the way I was trained, um, definitely more character driven. Yeah. And what about in terms of process? Process is a little more tricky to distinguish because with writing games so far, like, not so much recently. Recently, I've been narrative designing more. Um, 
But for a while, it was totally different, like starting out on a game script as opposed to a play script. Because with a play script, it would be like some dialogue that I like overheard on the train one day or some dialogue just popped into my head or things that I wish that I had said, write it down, eventually look at a bunch of notes together and it's a play. Um, with game writing for a while, I was given plot outlines mm -hmm. first, so I would need to follow that and the process was a lot more uh, expedited for me, even though I still had moments where I would think of dialogue and things that I wanted the characters to say and write them down in a notes app and then I'd copy paste it into a script later. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm narrative designing, uh, that's so much more structured than anything I've done with plays. Um, like that's, uh, you go in to a full outline doc and it's like episode one, episode two, writing the hook and the main conflict and then the cliffhanger you're gonna end the episode on so it's 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 way so, more complicated yeah so you're does that mean too now that you have a little bit more like um agency or like ownership over like the direction of the stories that you're writing whereas before or i'm trying to distinguish yeah. between when you started writing games yeah you would be given oh i see what you mean yeah your... i do yeah yeah i do have more direction over where the story's going now um tell us a little bit about what kind of content you're writing because it's not just like are you going to slap him or no like, I think that that's <laughs> no, not really not. doing justice to um, your your style <laughs> particularly no um like uh the game I'm working on now is under NDA but I promise it's very fun very cool um the one game that I did with um Val some of the people that when we unionized, we called ourselves Vow. Now we're just our own, um, you know, group of artists, like, mm -hmm. making stuff. We are no longer affiliated with Voltage. Um, it's no longer a thing. We completely cut ties with them. This is like a why I left BuzzFeed video. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we created a game called Faded, which was about, like, you start working in a cafe, you're a grad student, and you have like, there's a florist who works at the cafe named Ophelia and she seems really sad all the time. She, they pronounce her Ophelia, that was me. Um, and there's um, the cafe owner whose name is Prospero and that d doesn't seem weird at all. Um, but but then you, <laughs> you know, you, you later come to find that these are like, um, Shakespeare characters trapped in the cafe and Prospero is trying to like um, regain um, control of his story and his own like happy ending. So like th those are the kinds of games that that I write and that I would really like to write um, like going forward is like queer games like you know t taking a an iconic character like Ophelia 
and making them non-binary and um, making them the love interest, giving her like a um, a happy ending like outside of Hamlet and like t- t- taking that character who was used mm-hmm. specifically for like developing male characters and giving them their own story. Yeah. Um, yeah, just queer um, taking shit apart kind of stuff is what I'm really into. Do you have like a dream adaptation like in that vein? A dream adaptation of like any story? Any story, any story where it's like this character has way more to them than I... Actually, it was it was Prince Charming for a while, which I did um, at Lovestruck, which was not my own original idea, but I... I wrote, I got to write a queer Prince Charming, um, who was like, at the end of his story, at the end of that game, he like abdicated and he gave up the throne for love and like, like burned down the monarchy, like fuck all that, but still like the Prince Charming archetyped. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that's my, that's my dream is taking any kind any kind of set in stone image like that and just fucking with it. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a new project out with Vow. Yeah. Today, February 14th. Yeah, if you um if you donated to our Kickstarter, then check your emails today. It's in your inbox. Um and the well, book what is it? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So it's called Long Summer Nights and it is a LGBTQ plus supernatural romance anthology. Um, we all back in 2020 created our own little fictional town called Long Summer in Louisiana. And it's um, a place where supernatural beings can like come and live their lives and also there are like some humans who may like wander in or have been there and whoops like fall in love with someone who's cursed or um an alligator mermaid in one of our stories um it's just (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so we all wrote different short stories and basically the rules for this anthology, we're planning more in the future. But the rules this time around were no rules, no word count, go nuts. And most of us wrote novellas. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it's like 600 pages of content. Something like that. It's a lot, but it's very good. We're really proud of it. And my story is called Mending Ribbons, which starts out with a human named Kai who has been in Long Summer for a little bit but a few months ago his boyfriend who was a witch named Tristan just like got up and left one day and he has no idea why he was just like left with a depressing little one sentence note and then he was gone and so Kai is thinking about leaving long summer and being like you know fuck this fuck this like fantasy of magic I had in my head that's over So he goes back home to pack up his stuff and Tristan is there and he's been poisoned. So you you, you don't know why. You don't know what's going on there until you read it. Um, But 
Yeah. Um, we're we're really amped about it. We're really proud of me it. Me too. Yeah. I'm stoked. <laughs> um, for those of us who are, are hearing about this for the very first time right now, where can we read it? So you should follow our socials everywhere. We are Vow Together. That's V-O-W, literally just Vow Together. Um, on Twitter, Instagram. What else do we have? Facebook. Um, and our release on like uh, Kobo and Amazon and such will be um, will be coming up soon. So you should follow follow the socials, keep an eye out, and we'll have links for you Hell hopefully yeah. as soon as possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we are almost out of time here. Um, but I do have one final question for you before we wrap up. Yes. Who's your current artist crush? So, <laughs> um, the team at Supergiant Games who made Hades, mm-hmm. the video game, oh my god. I've, I've been playing it nonstop. It's the first... Because, you, you know, like we've just been talking about, I've been doing a lot of visual novels, and that's been an easier transition from playwriting, but soon I might want to get into video games that are, like, um, made for the Switch and consoles, like, off of mobile. And Hades is the first video game I've played in a while that is, like, really subscribed to my interests. Like, taking Greek mythology, but, like, queer as fuck, and um, the protagonist is, like, Zagreus, who is Hades' son, and he's trying to break out of hell, and you have to do it multiple times and keep on going. You keep dying. You keep going back to the house of Hades. Um, I'm not explaining it very well, but you should download Hades. It's just so good, and it's really... It's really been inspiring me in my transition from uh, where I was a few years ago in playwriting to getting into games. Yeah, sick. Well, download Hades. <laughs> follow follow Val on all the platforms. All the platforms. They'll be linked. Follow Cy on all the platforms. Mix Cyrus everywhere. You'll be linked. <laughs> um... And this has been the first episode of Artist Crush. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you all again on February 28th.